Lost Us Homestuck. I am welcoming back uh, Reese and new to the podcast is Nell. And we're going to talk about SAGCon some more because it was a big event and very, very important. So yeah, you guys are getting three episodes on it. So uh, do you guys want to introduce yeah, yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, so you guys have probably heard me in a past episode. If you're listening in order, I was here not that long ago um, reviewing Act 3. And I'm also a part of SawCon staff. So I acted as the con manager and am here to talk more about SawCon. Also, notice, uh, notably, since I was last on this podcast, I have finished Homestuck. Applause is accepted. How do you, how do you feel? That could be an episode in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We can Fair. talk after this is over. Um, I'm I'm Nell. Uh, I go by at Nellcromancer on the Twitter. I'm also a part of Sakon staff, um, and you know I'm just. I just talk about Kanaya a lot. That's all you need to know about me is I just, I'm just here to talk about Kanaya and apparently also Sakon. Nell um, and I like to say yeah. that and, I and am Nelken and Nell is Reeskin, but both of us are Kanaya Ken. Yeah, this is. And that's yeah, a good is... description <laughs> of us. Uh, yeah. So we have. A lot of topics to talk about from SawCon we, um, is, is going to be some of the same that I talked about with Crow, but I mean, there's going to be different perspectives on it. So do you want to talk about the oh, yeah. planning of everything? Oh, God. Yeah. Sure, uh, I can. Go first? Um, so planning was eventually, it, it was a group effort. I Maybe. think eventually I ended up doing a lot of the technical work of planning just as manager. Nell was actually the one to suggest that I become manager because I am a masochist who enjoys spreadsheets and scheduling. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was like, I kept, we kept doing the same things and I was like, um, Reese, we like, we need like Crow was uh, like, like the artistic lead, so to speak, like very much the, the creative core of the project. And, um, Reese and I, at the start, when we both were brought on, were, like, uh, trying to keep Crow's more wild, like, ideas in <laughs> the realm of reasonable reality. And, like, to that point, I was, like, one of us needs to, to be the, like, to actually be the producer on this product, on this project, like, the project manager. Um, and we nominated Reese, because oh, Reese okay. is actually really good at that stuff. Um, no, listen, I, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again on air that I do not think this con would have been nearly as successful if we hadn't had you running, like, like keeping everybody in like the loop. You're so sweet. No, thank you. Um, I mean, I, I kind of come from a background as does Nell, where I am very, um, I'm very creative and I have wild creative ideas too. Um, I'm not so good at keeping my ideas in check for myself, but I do have a talent of kind of gathering a lot of other people's ideas into something more reasonable. I wish I could do it with myself, but I can't. <laughs> but, but the planning no. period yeah. was definitely, I think it's... it was about three months. Um, and I also think I was one of the last staff members brought on. So um, I live with Kat, who was another staff member. 
and um, Crow was hanging out at our apartment, and Cat and Crow were talking about Sawcon. And I thought, huh, I love Homestuck, and I have staffed a physical convention for several years, so maybe I could help. And we started talking, and I mean, I think Crow's interview, quote unquote, for me was who was the best character in Homestuck? And I listed a few people. And then as soon as I said Aridin or Cronus, no, I said Aridin and they were kind of like, well, you're close. And then I said Cronus and they were like, oh, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, I, that yeah. I remember, I remember being like, um, we were talking, uh, they were talking about Sakon as an idea to me. Um, and like, not, long after they were like i was like well if you need help like planning or moderating it i'll be available i don't have a life um and like not long after they're like are you still interested i'm like yes they're like great and then i was in sakon and and i think i really which was way more involved oh yes (laughs) than what i was expecting i think once all of us were finally in the discord and a little more organized um we had maybe about a week where all of us really were just starting to push one another. Like we have to get this started. We don't have much time. We already had the date set, um, but we did not have the infrastructure there yet. Anything planned. We didn't have anything planned when they got, like by the time it got announced, there was almost, there there was a lot of, well, initially a little bit frantic. Um, I think we got comfortable, you know, once we started getting all rolling and really set down a schedule um, for meeting regularly and our Google calendar, once we got our Google drive up, you know, I, this isn't like a sponsored podcast for Google, but we really did utilize like. <laughs> it was, it was, it was um, the Google show featuring Google. Yes, Docs it was. And, and I think like once we got our rhythm going, it became a lot easier and things just kind of came more naturally. Um, but it, it was a lot. I mean, I could spend an entire episode just talking about planning because it did take so long and there was so much effort, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, on the whole, it was really fun like to collaborate with my friends and like there, there were stressful times, it but was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it like it like fluctuated between being really rewarding and really fun and really stressful and like costing me sleep at night, um, like on a on a like weekly basis. Um, it would it was like flip a coin: is it gonna be like a fun week or is it gonna be a week that things are <laughs> right. new and people aren't ready? Um, but as it yeah. is with any project, I think um, the yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't help that like every, like we all have like other jobs and stuff going on. And most people who were working on this, um, were like, um, not at all, uh, like had like jobs that like were consistent week to week. So that made, that made like meetings a lot more. Like, yes, I will say as the as the manager and the person who ended up being responsible for scheduling meetings, um, again, not a sponsored post, but doodle.com is the best asset in the world. 
Um, it, it's so simple, but it's just such a good way to be able to get everyone's schedule for a long period of time, like when people are and aren't available. And we lived by that. Um, Doodle and Google Calendar. Um, and with five people who, you know, three of us live near each other, but the others do not. And just because I live with someone does not mean that my schedule is anywhere near there. Um, and so yeah, figure, yeah. I think really one of the biggest challenges was just making sure we could all be available because we do, we're all students or have full-time jobs or part-time jobs or freelance jobs or some combination of the above. Yeah. For all, all of the we above. Made it, we made it Sometimes. work. So yeah, yeah I, I'm just, I, I really am like I'm I'm even after the fact I'm still like astonished at how like it was um and I definitely said this during one of the panels that I was on I'm like it's like behind the scenes kind of a mess but like surprisingly successful considering uh basically everything going I think against so too. us yeah and that's what makes it so like I'm so yeah, I can't believe um, that I'm just making a podcast episode right now about an event that was mostly successful and it happened and all of our work paid off <laughs> like almost 2,000 people showed up yeah what the fuck <laughs> can i swear on this, I'm gonna swear on this. Uh, yeah no swear a bunch yeah <laughs> but yeah i guess that was planning awesome. i don't know um, if you had any specific things you wanted to ask about planning but I... no it was it was i mean we, I think, I, I, I'm, I'm sure Crow talked about um, how they had the, um, they had the initial inspiration from like a, oh, a yes. Brony convention. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Um, uh, which is cool, but their big thing they wanted to have was an artist alley, which I wasn't sure was going to work. But like from what I've heard from the artists, was that it was like an extremely lucrative. Um, like event for them, which was really exciting to hear. Um, like that, that that actually worked because I was maybe a little skeptical at the start of of it. Um, that's the only thing I would add. Yeah, the artist alley was a was a really good thing. I I didn't really peruse it too much myself, but from what I've heard of people, both who commissioned and who. Uh, Receive the commissions like it was it was a really good deal yeah uh so uh kind of speaking of artist alley and everything else you had to create a lot of resources the server you had a bunch of forms to fill out you had you had a whole lot going on um how did you kind of organize creating all those resources and um and everything and how did you know all the resources you'd have like you had the website you had various social platforms so like pretty you just had early a lot on, on we yeah assigned or you know did our best to assign um people certain responsibilities and i think this is a little bit where i came in as manager and just making sure that everyone has a job to do and if they're not able to do it because life is always crazy for all of us that we found someone else um i actually think it was nell who made the suggestion pretty early uh we need to just start adding everyone in the discord channel all the time <laughs> yeah it was it was it really was it was like um, because I know I, I tend to, I have a lot of servers I'm a part of, um, and I tend to like mute everything except for at everyone notifications. 
because otherwise my phone and computer would be unusable. Yeah. And, and even now, I, I keep myself mostly on do not disturb, not because I don't want to be disturbed, but because, um, like, the toast notifications on my desktop while I'm working are extremely infuriating and extremely distracting. Um, so it's like, I need us to be, like, if we need a response, we need to at someone so that it shows up somewhere in their notification feed um, to, to get people moving and that was it, it really was. helpful thank you so much um, but <laughs> i'm glad because as soon as you said that yeah, it helped i think it like, like it really made everyone feel okay to start contacting other staff directly we had to well because there's a taboo against using mm-hmm. like the the at everyone on discord and we did um we did organize almost exclusively through discord another another plug uh discord is the only social media site that actually <laughs> fucking works yeah, <laughs> I will say that Crow had definitely uh, worked on and mostly solidified all the social media and the website prior to my joining as staff. Um, and again, I joined a little bit late, but Crow really yeah. did a lot of the work in terms of making the Twitter, making the Tumblr, making the website, especially the website uh, via WordPress. Yeah, they they. For the longest time, they were the only person with the password to the website. Um, and so, like, I think, like, uh, two weeks in, I got, I got the, um, the password and did some work on it as well. Um, just to make sure that uh, panel links were working and everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, a lot of it was, um, like, we, we tried really hard and didn't always succeed to, like, divvy things up between all of our um, all of our staff members like um, people would be um, I know that uh, one like Gumi was in charge of all of the uh, uh, in charge of the uh, uh, artist alley submission um, form and um, I was in charge of making the guest panel submission form and uh, we all were in charge of, of um, getting in contact with different guests um, and being like the point of, of, of the, the, the go-betweens between them because um, just due to us being like from different parts of uh, like the Homestuck fandom, just the, the people we had contact with were very different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was, I was the one to reach out to, to Sarah Zadig of the YouTube channel. Let's talk about stuff, uh, to ask her if she wanted to be involved. And I know that, um, Kat was involved, uh, got, uh, Naked B involved as well as, um, uh, some other people. And it was, it was like, like utilizing the fact that we all sort of knew people in the, uh, like in the the homestuck sphere of influence, <laughs> TM um, <laughs> uh, helped us actually bring in like as many guests as we we managed to get. And we did also have um, in our Google Drive TM, uh, we had a few different documents where we just listed to do lists or things that we needed to make or blurbs that we needed to write. And utilizing that 
was a really good way for all of us to collaborate in terms of, okay, here is a draft, at least for something that we could post on the Twitter or, you know, a blog for the website. Um, Same with Google Forms. Again, it was all collaborative. Um, Usually there would be one person who would kind of put up an idea of what we would eventually publish, usually after a staff meeting where we all discussed it. And I think I tended to be the person um, who revised everything just because I, I offered to. I am a copy editor, so I was happy to use you know that skill just to yeah. make sure everything looked clean. Um, but everything came together pretty naturally, I think, for most of our forms and resources because we all had kind of the, our own way that we were able to contribute. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I just the 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 fact that we were able to do this entirely online is really incredible, um, and it it speaks a lot it's to really cool. how technology has influenced fandom and the ability for all of us just to get together and make something like this. And I'm not realizing this so much until right now as I'm talking about. It, but really, all of this was you know even though I live near two of the other staff members and live with one of them we were often in our own room while we were having these meetings, you know, and like we would occasionally talk about it in person, but all of the resources that we created as a group were done collaboratively via um, tools, you know, online tools and not working together in person. It really was the most homestuck. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's the only way yeah, to do a home sex It's the perfect really. way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, speaking with all these online resources, you also had to gather a lot of helpers, whether it was uh, you know moderators or anything else, uh, primarily moderators, I think. But um, uh, so so, how did you go about? Uh, getting those people, I believe Crow mentioned something about a like a moderator form that got sent out, which I didn't actually see. But um, but yeah, I, I hear you didn't yeah. get a lot of submissions for that one. We we tried to send them out to like servers that we knew about. Um, okay. That like that we with that had people that we trusted um, because the the issue with uh with like moderating um on uh, like any sort of convention is that like the people you hired a mod have to be in some way um like autonomous yeah. and they there needs to be a degree of trust in being like this person like i know this person and i respect their like like i and i i, I respect the way that they they can um they handle themselves online and don't mind like associating with them yeah or having them be like represent the larger um um the larger convention and it was definitely like a, a trust thing so we sent it out and we did not get um a lot and this was before we knew that there was going to be almost two thousand people uh, yeah. showing up for the convention so we were like okay this is like not quite as many as we want but we can we can deal with it um uh we could not deal with it and we we realized like the night before that we needed more people on board badly so we like uh, we like asked a lot of people who are already doing panels um if they'd be willing to um uh also have mod powers and like 
check in on rooms. Um, and I think it helped a lot. Nell and I worked a bit ahead of time, even before we knew um, who specifically would be modding. We knew that we needed a certain amount of people, um, which turned out to be less than we would have had ideally. But we knew that we wanted to have a certain amount of people. And so Nell and I worked um, to make a spreadsheet, you know, at least a schedule of something that the staff and the moderators could use to say, okay, for this hour, at least keep an eye on this channel. Um, you, you know, so like a physical convention, we had a schedule in, in which we could say, be here during this time, be here during the next time. Um, so we, we switched off shifts and it helped a lot, I think, at least for variety. But I mean, just gathering helpers as a whole was incredibly difficult this first time. Um, because like Nell mentioned, we didn't know how many people we would have. We thought maybe we would have 500 people. Um, and we had almost 2,000, which is... Yeah, 500 is definitely... Which is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, but our core moderation team was much smaller than it needed to be. And so we did have some issues last minute um, asking some other people, hey, could you possibly fill in this slot or could you mod this channel for this number of hours while you're not doing your panel? Um, and next year I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting that mod application out much earlier, yeah, having, having some set rules for mods um, and, and being able to spend some more time on the people who are representing the convention. Um, so we don't have to stress out our moderators so that we don't have, um, you know, conflict between the moderators and the, con attendees and just so that it's it runs more smoothly um, because we really want all of this to be yeah if we want it to be fun and even for us even for the mods and for the staff we're not being reimbursed for this um and we just want everyone to have a good time safely and so finding people who can do that is going to be more of a priority next year to be like a little critical of us. I think the way we handled the modding situation was probably like the weakest thing we did. Um, that's the one I think I have, I think the most complaint with um, just that we didn't, we didn't open it. Uh, we didn't like open the forms up to enough people um, in time. We didn't give them enough uh, plans and we didn't have enough resources for the mods and enough guidelines for them. Um, Definitely next time we need um, uh, like an etiquette guide at least honestly, for the mods. Um, um, some yeah. sort of uh, like like a, like a rule book that they can look through and say like this is like an acceptable way of like shutting down a conversation, and this is like an unacceptable way of shutting down a conversation. This is a um, like an acceptable way of, of, of requesting somebody not talk about a topic. And this is not like having, having, giving them a format for them to like, um, know what is expect, uh, how they are expected to, um, behave while, um, while working the capacity as a mod, I think, um, will definitely be better because I know that, uh, there have been a couple complaints about um, that sort of stuff, and it's something we don't want to have 
uh, a repeat of. And uh, as the person who, like, I, I guess as the resident copy editor of the staff, I, even during the con, was immediately thinking, oh, okay, so next year I'm going to be writing this style of guide, this style of rules, um, and I'm going to be doing it a month before the con, at least. <laughs> If we need to, we also needed to, like, at very last minute overhaul the rules for the con themselves because they were um, not worded well. Yeah. And a little, like, not, they weren't helpful um, for anyone. And that's something we need to do, even another revision on um, for next time. Um, uh, get those um squared away beforehand so that people know what is and isn't yeah we have a lot of things Um, that we discovered very quickly you know as we got more and more people and more styles of conversation and socialization that we need to be more clear about what is acceptable and what's not acceptable on the server um and so i i know that i know yeah um so i know that there's later on in our uh, podcast outline. I believe we'll have, you know, talk more about future plans, but um, definitely working more on gathering the moderators earlier will be great. Um, but, you know, as as we did with the small group of people we had, um, I think we did a fantastic job. And even a, just a huge special thanks to those moderators who joined last minute, including you, um, Jax. Um, we are really grateful. <laughs> yeah. Really jumped in. I mean, like not only participated, but like just threw yourselves into moderating um, with very little notice. Once we recognized how many attendees we would have, um, without without those people, we could not was, have done as was... well as we did. No, um, it was it was uh, like we. Planning this thing went right up to the wire and then even past the wire a little bit. <laughs> um, like there was there were some things like we had to get rid of a couple of um, a couple of, of channels um, like in the middle of the convention just because it was like we can't have people uh, we, we can't ask moderators to like sit in a, like a voice chat um, because there's just not enough of a barrier between like what a person says and who's saying it and, and like all of these other things. There just wasn't a, um, a good way of doing it. So we had to make a snap decision to get rid of that. Um, we did things like we had to change how we were announcing panels um, very early or like midway through the convention. Uh, so it really was like uh as much of a react, like we could only, you can only plan so much and then like the actual event happens and you have to react to it. For sure. Um, it was, I think like, um, it was very exciting and very stressful. Uh, the first like two to three hours, um, was like, um, a mix of being like, this is running really well and going, Oh no, everything's falling (laughs) down around me. This is going to be a disaster. Um, well, and I know we had wanted to um, talk about like the morning of the convention as well, um, because there was a lot of things that both the staff and the moderators kind of did to prepare. I mean, even if not 
outwardly apparent, I think all of us had to really get ready to be able to make those snap decisions. Um, like I know yeah. I was up at 6 a.m. <laughs> maybe even yeah, a little same. earlier, like maybe 5.30. I was coherent at 6. Four. Yeah, Nell has us all beat. <laughs> she was like just on top of this. I was... I, I had a panic dream and woke up at 4 a.m. and did not oh, no. go back to sleep, uh, despite the fact that I took, like, melatonin. I just yeah. stayed awake, staring at my ceiling, having a slow anxiety attack. Yeah, I mean, there was so um, much for us to deal with. And just uh, knowing that it was about to happen, like, we had been planning on this for months. And it was very surreal, um, waking up and realizing, oh, this was today. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a lot. A lot of it's a lot. Like, um, there's a lot riding on it, and I don't want to be like, um, like narcissistic, but like you're putting when you're associated with something like this, you are like putting your your name on on it, um, and like, like it it becomes uh, like a, a part of you, like like a thing that you can. Uh, like a point, like like uh, a point that people will like either give to you or take from you, and like nobody wanted it to go poorly, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of tension, a lot of nerves um, leading up to the like actual, um, like opening ceremony. Uh, there was like I know like internally just a lot of, uh, for me at least, a lot of like. Uh, stress about like if if the, is this gonna go well? Uh, if it goes poorly, how poorly could it go? Um, like um, you know, what sort of things can we do? Um, in case it starts to go wrong, um, I, I I had to start thinking. I was I was basically for the three hours before we started just um like panic planning a bunch of of like countermeasures that we never had to use but like i was and someone has to do that i mean and that's i think a lot were at least subconsciously planning for the worst because it was something that we hadn't done before and something that overall hasn't really been done much at all um given that the convention was hosted online via discord um i will say that our apartment was an interesting atmosphere to be in um, because like I've mentioned, Kat and I live together <laughs> and um, Crow lives nearby. And so we decided to just have Crow come over. Um, and so the morning very quickly turned into, okay, all of us are here and this is the convention hub now. <laughs> like, um, even, even though there were so yeah. many people who were helping us um, from across the country and the world, uh, we had three of the staff in this humble apartment <laughs> with our sometimes spotty Wi-Fi, and we all just made it work. Um, and having all of us kind of together in the same space in our living room was, it was very energizing because we each other and to say like, hey, like, okay, wake up, shift change. Um Someone, someone make coffee. Like yeah. there was always, there, there was more camaraderie there. And I think I was really a staff member in that regard that I had other people with me. Um, 
there were parts of the day that I spent alone in my room because the socialization, uh, not only in person, but I mean, just the, just the fact that I had. There was a, like, that's, that's something I want to touch on too, is, is just like the, the virtual yes. socialization. <laughs> like, um, I was not expecting, cause I spend uh, a significant chunk of my day online. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm with like, you know, a bunch of people online. It is not the same. It is closer to a convention than you're than you're imagining. If you haven't been, if you did not go, like it is way closer to like con yes. fatigue than you're expecting because it is it is thousands of people you do not know interacting with you, like and just everybody's talking. And it's not like a convention where you can just sort of like huddle <laughs> yeah. into like a small to group corner. Uh, no, yeah, you can't create like a small group. Everybody has the exact same volume because everybody's using text and like um, reading that like constant stream of text and having to be like, is this something that we can like, is this something that like having to make gut checks? Is this okay? Is this not okay? Should I, should I like jump in? Should I stay out? Um, Like really like I was, I was alone in my room and I'm like, um, I said to my roommate uh, after after the day was done at about like two in the morning, I think when uh, like the the post con wrap up meeting finally ended, like, uh, great, I'm looking forward to not talking to anybody <laughs> for the next three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, it did read very much like a um, yeah. like a physical convention, and as somebody who has worked security for several years at a physical convention, um, I can't say whether or not this was more more or less exhausting i it it took a different kind of energy and yet just the constant stream of chat and information and a, a digital walkie-talkie will like in our mod figuring out problems on the fly it i have to say i i think they're about equal like if i'm going to compare being security at a physical or digital convention, this might have actually been more stressful. <laughs> I think it's, I think like, like I, I haven't, but I would say like it's probably more stressful because like at a physical convention, you can only do so much. You can only see so many people at once and you can only like, like you can only like notice something going wrong if it's very obvious or if somebody comes to get you. Um, for like an online convention, for modding like a chat room, it's very different because you can see every message that passes you. Like you read and internalize every conversation taking place. And the attendees are going um, to hide behind, like, um, at least to a level, they're going to hide behind their, they can't be completely anonymous, but I mean, we did have instances of, of the fake accounts, you know, just Whoa, despite the fact that we happened. did our best to people could not join the server unless they had been members for a certain amount of time, etc. There were still situations in which we had yeah. um, individuals who wanted to come and interact with us in unsavory ways um, that would not have necessarily been able to happen in a physical convention. Yeah, yeah, there was there were like things like like we tried to model the moderation off of a physical convention. It doesn't work. Like like there's no concept of like like spamming in 
a physical convention. Like, you don't have to worry about somebody using all 2,000 characters to make, like, um, uh, like an ASCII <laughs> art image of, of somebody interact, like, having his sexual intercourse in a chat room right. in, like, an actual convention. You yeah. don't have to worry about, like, there are different things you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about somebody, like, doing copypasta roleplay, like, copypasta erotic roleplay in... Uh, like a you know, yeah, we we had our convention. own version of the Ahegal hoodies. Um. Oh my god, we really <laughs> did. It really was the Ahegal hoodie situation, but right. like text format. Um. Uh. It it was like we had to keep um like because we were more like it's a more personal. In a weird way, it is a more personal, uh, being online is more personal. You can, like, you can, like, call out a specific username as a tag. You can't just say, hey, keep an eye on a person in, like, a, a white vest and, like, a, like red shoes. Um, like, we could say, like, this person has been causing trouble, but not in an actionable way. So keep an eye on them, um, uh, which we used a couple of times for people that, um, would make comments that were like off color, but not off color enough to be like like a uh, warning. So we could be like, "Hey, I have to like if we're moving on, or if some if this person comes into another room, just just be aware that they've said something before that has leaned towards um, one of the mods, considering them as uh, like a potential." chaotic element i don't want to say like like we didn't try and keep a list of people like oh this person said something that i don't agree with ethically it was more like this person feels like they're trolling but they haven't done anything that we can ban them for yet people know how to toe the line it is it's really hard it was really hard it was really hard to be like because i i like i know that i'm not a very i'm i'm pretty insensitive when it comes to like a lot of trolling, I feel like it doesn't, like, it. I don't put a lot of, like, stock in it. It doesn't, like, affect me. Um, so, like, I was, I definitely felt like sometimes it was like, this, if it, if it got to me being like, this feels insincere and, like, just trying to get a rise out of people, I am going to, like, make a note of it and maybe try and talk to a person about it. Um, then, like, that was definitely at the point where, like, this is probably at the point where somebody, or, like, the rest of the mods should, like, like, um, join in and, and tell me if this is good. You know, and like, I think, you know, on the whole, not. like, talking about mods um, kind of jumping in and helping each other out, like, we did a really great job of adjusting as we went. Um, you know, considering the trouble with panels and YouTube, which we haven't gotten to yet, um, but also, like, the sheer number of participants we had and people who did throw that line, which was a lot of folks. Um, I'm I'm proud of us. Well, well, it wasn't a ton of a good A, a good there enough was, number, considering think, the amount of mods we had. Um, yo, there was, there was, there was a lot of... I, I want to be, like... We did... A pretty good job. I think we did a great job. Um, I would say we did more than a pretty good job. I think we did a... (laughs) Alright. I I think... It's... I I mean, yeah. I think... 
I don't want to disagree with you because we definitely did the best with what we got. But I just want to say, like, next year, oh, I don't not. want that to be our standard. I want yes. our standards to be higher. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking at this, like, at the time, given the resources we had and, like, like, all of the nonsense that ended up happening in it, um, we, we did great. But was it, it's not going to be, like, like, what we did this year is not going to be good enough for next year. We have, to, we have to aim higher and be more professional about this. Um, I think is the big thing. Yeah, no, I I would totally agree. Um, we learned a lot, and yeah, we've already kind of touched on things that we want to just improve, like, and what we've touched on is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of things that we will definitely change. Yeah, there's a lot so, to change. Yeah, but I think given what we um, had, we did well, and I think given that this was our first year, we had so many attendees. It was absolutely amazing to see everybody just being so social and like so many people. I I got messages from folks that said like, thank you so much for doing this. We had a great time. Like I met new friends. And yeah, I mean, that's like the whole reason why we did this. There were so many people like. Um, Yeah, there was. um, It was a lot like we we definitely talked a lot about there being like. Um, a couple bad eggs and like some people who wanted to cause some level of chaos um, in the um, in during the convention, but those were a those were a minority compared to everybody who was actually having fun and just like there was so it was nice like going in and seeing people just like being happy and having a good time and like meeting new people like actually meeting new people in an online convention which is like that's so cool that's so cool it's so cool yeah definitely it was it was really great yeah yeah so um we had some panels that we wanted to talk about uh you want to yeah sure let's just say they um so i was personally the mod for the panel room in the discord um however the way that we had our moderator schedule set up um, and the way that the panels were set up meant that a lot of panels were happening uh, hosted on websites outside of the Discord. We had a few who um, were vo- voice only and who hosted the panel via our voice chat. But just say they and the majority of the other panels were hosted on YouTube or Twitch or um, Picarto. And uh, there were some separate chats there. So um, from a moderator standpoint, as somebody who was mostly moderating the Discord, um, but who also popped into the panel and the chat, from what I saw, it went incredibly. I know I absolutely love the concept and the topic. And again, what I heard was great. Um, Unfortunately, like just as a staff member, I heard parts and pieces of so many panels but didn't get to see um many of them or really any of them at all in full until after the convention but as somebody who is a trans man himself and at one time used they them pronouns before i really had settled into my identity seeing this panel was one of the greatest things like I-, I just wish that I had seen something like this at a physical convention 
before now. Um, but there are so many people in Homestuck who wanted to tackle these topics um, that are so specific to the series itself. And I, I love the discussions that I was seeing. I only had to jump in, I think, as a mod on one comment that got a little bit too political for what we would allow at the convention in terms of, you know, just being a little incendiary. Um, but as a whole, it, it went great. And I think that the reception to um, topics that explore gender and gender non-conforming attitudes were awesome. And I was really happy to see that there weren't I, people who might have disagreed, which is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was there for the whole thing. I think I was just modding like uh, some of the smaller channels, so I was able to go back and forth between those pretty easily. And yeah, uh, everyone was pretty uh, engaged and fine with everything that was going on. It was it was just really uh, nice panel to be in on. And yeah, as a non-binary person myself, like it, it was nice to see. And then, I mean, I might be biased because I'm friends with James. But it's still so great to be able to see these gender headcanons becoming a panel. That's just something that at a physical convention, I don't think I've ever seen. I've never seen. And, and again, I don't go to huge conventions. I live in a place um, and, and am in a situation in my life where I can't travel very much. And so the only conventions I go to are local and there's a couple, but not many. Um, and I've never seen anything like this. And I just have to be so grateful for the people who submit panel ideas that are, um, you know, exploring issues that might really help attend process feelings that they have themselves, process feelings they have about characters and canon. I This was one of my favorite panels when we received the applications. Um, I saw it and I was thrilled. Yeah, um, another favorite panel was Homestuck Unraveled. Oh, yes. oh excellent um, work. <laughs> which were, were you able to see this one? Yeah, oh, man, Becca did such a good. They did such a good job. Yes, um, Becca, Becca at ZRL at Vril <laughs> I, I don't know. Riz Rezzy, um, but different. Did this Riz Rezzy, <laughs> but the eyes are L's because Twitter. Um, um, did uh like a polygons unraveled style send up of of um homestuck characters i don't it was they, who who was the best homestuck who, who is the most mathematically mathematically yeah um math mathmat according Which to their was so valid their, their math was um, yeah. solid it was it was well <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great because it's the most subjective possible math um but it was it was so good um it was it was very funny um uh, I I highly recommend. It is one of the. Um, I don't think we've said this, but most of the panels have been uh, archived on some streaming platform or another, and are accessible through the links on our website. Yep. Yeah, most um, of them are archived on on YouTube. I have my own yes. unofficial playlist of them. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we've updated most of the links on uh, the Sakon panel list website. 
uh, on the, the panelist page of our Sockard website, which I think uh, Crow did the majority of. So thank you again to Crow for, for biting the bullet and walking through your HTML <laughs> chaos. Oh yeah, so much HTML <laughs> chaos um, happened. Oh my god, it was... It's just one like unbroken chunk of HTML that makes up 90% yeah. of the content on the website. Oh my god. And it's just like... But one of the things about oh, Homestuck Unraveled in oh, particular man. is that I love... So, I mean, I, Becca and I are mutuals on Twitter. And so I loved getting to see all of the updates that were happening. I was so hype. And I know a lot of other people were hype. And then Becca had some technical difficulties, which was pretty common in our, uh, amongst our panelists, given the fact that we were all streaming, you know, from different places in the world with different internet connections, different websites who decided to fuck us over in the last minute. And yet I was so impressed the fact that we had to move back Homestuck on Rabbit a little bit, but people were so patient. They were so excited to see this panel. Um, and it ended up being a huge success. And I think that's a really good example of a lot of our attendees who are incredibly patient with the technical difficulties we had and the te- um, the difficulties that panelists had in particular. And, um, you know, a- as con staff, there's, w- we can help with technical difficulties, but to an extent when we're hosting an online convention with panelists anywhere and everywhere, um, we can only do so much to help. And so, we all did our best. We all worked very well together. It and was, I think that the attendees still appreciated the panel and were very gracious um, about, about the yeah. delay. Um, and I think this remained, at least as far as I've seen in, turn, in terms of interactions from the people that I follow, one of the more successful um, presentations. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was absolutely, it was great. Um it was extremely funny and very good. Um, I do like there were um, there were issues throughout um, with just like YouTube not wanting to like stream for people or um, people's audio being too low or like little things that like we could do if we were a physical con- like do something about it if we were a physical convention, but since we were not on location with any of the panelists, it like remotely troubleshooting. Um, was very difficult. Um, and like, uh, something we should think about for next year is definitely like, um, having like a, a FAQ for getting, uh, shit up onto YouTube or like streaming on Twitch in a, in a, like beforehand so that people have like, um, more of a, uh, like, more more guidance before the right i completely agree and i think another panel like where that was pretty evident maybe in a different way um was the friend sim fandub panel um this was like one of those panels that had a lot of last minute changes and adjustments um that out as staff were out of our control um and yet we did you know the best that we could to help the panelists really adjust what they were doing um and and the panelists really stepped up to change their ideas last minute um and still present a panel that was i think really successful um and really exciting to watch and they really made it work um 
especially when it seems like kind of everything was going wrong, staff's end and the planning end, and yet it presented so well. Um, and, you know, as con staff for a lot of these panels, we had control over planning and that was it. Um, and we really rely on our to complete things on time, to work with last minute changes, um, to present the panels as they were described. And we, I'm so proud of our panelists, actually, because in situations where they're, we fix them. And oftentimes the panelists worked with us staff to make sure that things were going to be okay. And if they had last minute changes, a lot of people came to us and said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do this instead, um, but it'll still be okay. Or, hey, can we change our time slot? And a lot of it was last minute. And, um, but, but it still works, you know, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm very proud of the community in general, and the people who stepped up like our panelists and the uh, assistant panelists, who made it all happen. Yeah, um, it was yeah, awesome. Offensive fandom was a really good panel, and I'm not just saying that because <laughs> I made them. Talk I'm about I'm it. also <laughs> an offensive fandom. I'm Skyla, y'all. Um, <laughs> so I was like, the fact that fandom had a panel at this con was so special to me because this was one of the first Homestuck projects I got in on. Um, I when I auditioned for the Friends and Fandub, I was still, I hadn't finished Homestuck. I was still reading it. Um, but I love the Friends and and I love Skyla, and I'm a Southern boy, so I went for it, and I got her. <laughs> and Skyla's my girl. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I... Oh, gosh. I could wax poetic about the Friends and Fanda, but I, I'll save it. <laughs> yeah, that's another episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of the Friends in, gen- in general, we got... Yes, uh, we did. Um... I was so happy that Lalo um, worked with us on a panel, particularly because um, they were not only one of the most influential, they were not only one of the most influential artists, or I'm I'm sorry, authors. Sorry, guys, you might have to cut this out. I got really freaked out by my door opening. My fiance got home early and I didn't know what was happening. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'll start over about Lalo. So sorry. Um, yeah, so Lalo was one of the most influential um, authors in the fandom. Or, God, friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I might need a second to like get myself back together. Don't apologize. You're fine. You're fine. Um, okay. So Lalo was one of the most influential um, authors of the friends him in terms of writing some very favorite characters of ours. Um, And yet Lalo um, preferred to have a panel that was text only instead of via video or voice. And I know that they had some concerns about, well, will this panel be successful? Um, You know, is anyone interested in a text only Q and a, but I was just so happy to have a text-based panel kind of as a, template for the future because I really want to be able to emphasize Homestuck creators preferences in terms of 
if I can't do a panel physically, can I do one via text? And I, it was incredibly successful. There were so many people who asked questions. I think um, there, there was some interaction directly between fans and Lalo. There were also some questions that were developed beforehand that Lalo answered. And they had a great time, I know, and some fans had a great time as well. Um, and just being able to appreciate all kinds of creators in the Homestuck community, whether or not they're able to host a panel that's physical or verbal, was a really good thing for us to do and kind of start a precedent for other creators in the future. Yeah, it was definitely nice. And also for someone who um, sometimes I have a hard time just sitting down and listening to a whole thing or to uh, watching a whole thing or whatever, to have like a different sort of panel that I can just read. Through yeah, definitely. Awesome. And I mean, as somebody who I was like, sadly not able to be there to read all of the questions in real time, but reading back through it and checking in every now and then to see so much interaction and, Lalo having so many questions and fans who were excited to talk to them about the characters that Lalo had created. I, I don't know that that panel in particular made me feel like warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> and maybe it's because I'm a writer as well. Um, but that's one of those types of panels that we could not have hosted at a physical convention. Um, and so I think it's particularly important for SawCon to encourage events like that that are digitally based um that allow more access to creators than a physical convention might um so i'm hoping that we'll have more things like that next year and i'm glad that we set the precedent for it and yeah i i'm really glad lalo came on thanks lalo, if you ever listen <laughs> yeah <laughs> please, please let me know if you ever listen <laughs> um so uh, then we have JoJo stuck, which I'm not a big JoJo fan, but I still watched the first part of it because it was just about kind of making fan content yeah. in, in general. So, um, so yeah, but as someone who like actually likes <laughs> JoJo and knows anything about it. Um, so how was this I think one? like the last time I was on this podcast, I mentioned specifically that I'm mainly a JoJo Twitter. This is not so much the case anymore. I fandom hop a lot, um, but JoJo is still one of my core fandoms and i adore jojo stuck and jojo's bizarre adventure to an extent i could not describe <laughs> um and so i'm i'm actually friends with griever um and it was and we've talked a lot about jojo stuck prior to this panel and so because the staff in the apartment um are are jojo fans kat and i both love jojo we put this one on the tv actually in our living room <laughs> while we were modding other channels and so it's not something that I got to watch with a hundred percent of my attention but it was definitely there while I was working and I appreciated it um I think Griever did just a great job like gathering questions and topics before his panel I know he used um, google forms similar to the way that we did um to ask participants if they had any specific questions or topics they'd like to ask about and he worked through them systematically, had so much good advice about, you know, working on um, fan projects and being able to 
advertise yourself, being confident in your own work. I think it empowers um, And I'm, I'm really excited about that because we always need more content. Um, and I have to say also, like, seeing some of Griever's art on my TV while I was modding, like, some of my favorite JoJo characters just gave me, like, the extra boost forward with my mod duties. Because this was kind of midday towards evening. We were all fading. And then JoJo happened, and I felt very uh, inspired. So I think the panel went great. Um, and th- there's actually a picture somewhere in the world. I think we just sent it to Griever of um, Cat and Crow and I all just in the living room, like posing in front of the TV screen where his panel was airing, <laughs> which is really funny, but... <laughs> Not super uh, savory because we all were stressed and the room was dark and I don't know the last time we ate. (laughs) It was funny for those of us who were there. (laughs) But yeah, another great panel. Absolutely. For sure. uh, Nell, were there any other panels you wanted? Um, Oh, can we talk about the rave? The rave was cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely talk about the rave. I was only there for the aftermath. Um, the rave was wild. I had to drop out because I had other things I had to do, but the it was maybe one of the few panels that had like no technical difficulties. Oh. And um it's just I don't know how this person found us, but they like they were like live DJ'd a whole set through some magic by like straight into the discord channel like straight into the discord audio chat um so we had set up like a a chat room just for them and they were the only person with speaking permissions and they just like did it live it was awesome that that rave was Um, god it it was was like the exact boost of adrenaline i needed night my favorite thing was they, they somehow had a link up so that you could also catch their yes. video of them doing it through it. And it turns out they were just like wearing a, like a full on God tier David <laughs> cosplay. They oh took God. it to the next <laughs> level like, like this. I've been to a lot of raves. Was this was pretty crazy. dope. I've never been to a <laughs> before. This was we pretty have dope. both perspectives here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so I was the one modding the chat after the rave happened, and it got a lot of people together. I think I mentioned this a bit on the last episode, too, but, like, everyone was really friendly. They, It's like they had gotten closer together because of being a part of this rave, and they all um, made a document to give each other each other's pester chum handles and get together on there and talk some more. And oh my god, Pastor Chun's still being it is used. Now. I think Apparently, it was partially yeah. because of this rave <laughs> that people were so emotional about, like, this con happened, and this rave is great. I don't want to leave. Yeah, there, there were definitely a, a lot of people talking like that, and it was, I don't know, it was so wholesome to just, like, see everyone talking about their favorite music and suggest it to others. And, a, you know, as a mod who was just in so many other channels who went completely south throughout the day. When I did visit the rave and I listened for as long as I could before I had to do other staff duties, it really was the most wholesome. Like people were so united in that rave. I, I'm very impressed. Um, 
by what our DJ was able to pull off. And I definitely, let's put some links in our description um, and get the name out there after this episode. For sure. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I don't think they left us any links is the thing. Oh, really? I, like, they, the they, because they were these. so just, humble. They were just incredibly like humble. Like, people. Presence. Oh, yeah. People yes. were begging um, to give them and money I, in the chat. I just, like, at, so we were non monetized as a convention. Um, this was done, there, we had no money coming in. Um, and we were all doing this as volunteers and just people who love Homestuck and wanted to see the community come together. And so idiots who liked Homestuck. Exactly. So much <laughs> um, yeah. And so seeing people, you know, beg to give money to this particular event was incredible. Um, and I, you know, I just respect the humility of our, inc- our awesome DJ. Like, again, I listen just like off the charts. It was dope. Um, so I, I think the rave was by far was one of the most cool. successful events that we hosted. Oh yeah, it brought a lot For, of people yeah. together. Um, another, yeah, no, that that was great. And what also brought a lot of people together that I still saw people talking about a lot after the con ended was the uh, was it draw pile or did we end up using something else? I have no idea. Yeah, the the art one where people got on together and like stuff and and made their own things like people were still fighting each other on twitter after the event uh by saying hey who yes, drew this draw pile i want to be your fantastic. friend <laughs> and i'm just gonna call it draw pile um i don't know if others were calling it something different but yeah i was also so relieved as a staff member to see that the vast majority of people who were participating in this event just made it a collaborative space with no issues like i think the mod team only had to take action against a single offensive image. Maybe there were more. I only knew of one and it was dealt with really swiftly. And other than that, no problems. I mean, we have multiple full canvases of just the best art. (laughs) Um, And I know that as staff, we've discussed making like an archive of it on our website because there is some choice work on some of those canvases they need to be preserved forever um so we'll we'll look into posting some of those archives like on our twitter or our yeah absolutely yeah it was fantastic and i i've never really dealt with uh drop piles before but i just thought it was really nice like on the pages like someone drew a bench and then everyone else drew uh whatever characters interacting with the bench like sitting on it or laying under it or whatever and I don't know. I just like how everyone was able to come together and just yeah. chill. And, and that's draw. again, it's one of those things that at a physical convention, you couldn't really host a gathering like that. Yeah. yeah just people it's drawing great. on the same it's, page together. I, I mean, this and, you know, like the text panels we had with Lalo, like there are just certain things about a an online convention that I'm. Yeah, they wouldn't. wouldn't. And, and this was otherwise. such a experience. And I think the draw pile is one of the prime examples of that. Yeah. Um, oh, Nell, you want to talk about the panel you were on, uh, Homestuck and Metamodernism? Uh, there's not really much to say. It was just a lot of fun to be on. Um, it was me and Aisha and uh, Sarah Zydig. And we briefly talked about 
um, how Homestuck fits into at least the like the the textual convention of metamodernism yeah as a as like a as like a literary framework and then we just sort of talked about the comic in general for like two yeah. straight hours <laughs> um which was great because like i was super burned out uh going into that panel and it was very nice to just have like, a good conversation and just talk um about it and just like have fun for a while um and it just was really reinvigorating and the conversation was great and i just uh it was um it was just super cool to be able to talk to like um like sarah who's like a like a a decently sized youtuber and and aisha who obviously like um headed the whole friend sim project and is writing yes uh act two and like talk to them um it it was great it was awesome and and everybody in the chat was was super cool and like uh down for us just sort of having a rambling conversation about homestuck in general yeah i mean it was a lot of fun i i listened to it after the fact and it it was great and i'm i'm so happy cuz sarah uh i started getting into sarah just like a couple weeks before she first appeared on the pgen pod and I, I didn't know that she was big into Homestuck and everything. And I'm like, oh, this is a cool YouTube, YouTuber. And it's like, oh, she's on the Pigeon podcast. Oh, she has a panel at SawCon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, it, it, was, it was great. Um, it, was, it was super fun. Sarah's awesome. Sarah's just a great person. Uh, yeah, no, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, and I'll just briefly mention again, because I have to hype myself. Like, I was... I, I mentioned it in the last episode, a uh, a panel, and it was it was a lot of fun. Everyone was really great. You can find that on uh, my YouTube, which I have links to below. But it was called uh, Jackson Does Homestead Gays and Girls, and um, and that was a lot of a lot of fun too. People were very engaged. But like I said, I talked about that a lot on the last one. Um, yeah, is there any other panels you want to talk about, or we could talk about kind of the the wind down after? The I'd convention? say let's go to wind down. I mean, I, I could just talk forever yeah. about panels because I know I've said this, but again, like our panelists were incredibly generous for sharing their talents and their thoughts with us, and all yes, and they, their time, their some, time. As some well. of these panelists oh. just yeah. spent so much time working on their panels. I mean, yeah, I again, I could talk forever um but incredibly grateful like all of those panels <laughs> are fantastic so i'd say let's move on before i before i take up like three episodes sure. worth <laughs> yeah um yeah so after the the panel we had all that that calm down time on the uh on the, the mod voice chat and i think we're still kind of recovering <laughs> after um uh, yeah, because I know, like, for me, like, I've only been a part of the, uh, of SawCon, like, uh, Chrome mentioned it to me a couple of months ago, and so I kind of knew that it might be a thing, but um, I didn't officially get invested in it until my panel got accepted, which I was really excited for, and even I'm still recovering after, um, like, I'm, I'm joking that I have the, I have con crud, because I happened to get a cold, like, right after I got done with the, uh, right after we got done with Sakon, but you guys were invested with it so much and so much more. So I imagine that you I mean, guys are stress will destroy your immune system. So digital con crud we discovered is so real. Like there were multiple um, 
staff members and mods, and I think even attendees who just spent their whole day in front of the computer who got sick after. And I feel bad, but at yeah. the same time, I enjoyed our con, but digital con crud is valid. No, it was, it was worth it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely had it because I, I didn't get up. I maybe got up like twice to go to the bathroom, but I had like three different drinks around me. I had a whole medium pizza next to me oh, and yeah. chips and everything. So I oh, was sad. Oh, God, I did not properly hydrate at all. Kat, Kat and I actually convention. had to yell at Crow multiple times to drink water. Like we had to get passive aggressive of them to be like, Crow? Drink this fucking <laughs> glass of water. We put it next to you. It's been an hour. Drink it. <laughs> we tried. Oh my god! Yeah, we tried really hard this to take care of each other, me. at least in the uh, the con apartment hub. Um, and I know that some of the mods and the staff were also encouraging that to hydrate. Like we would, at least I did, and I think I saw some other mods. Please drink water. Please go get food. Um. <laughs> so hopefully people yeah. took care of themselves but I I didn't you gotta do better <laughs> next year now you, you gotta take care of yourself yeah next next maybe next year. Yeah. if there's next God, year I guess we can year. talk about that later <laughs> oh I think I, I think everybody involved has been excited at the right. prospect of next year um, it's just like a lot of work uh, like to 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 um to put on a convention. We we've all no um, we're we're interested, but I think we've all because like I know for me, I I can't believe it was what three three weeks ago, two weeks ago, two to three weeks ago. Um, time is nebulous. Yeah. And- it doesn't. Time, Time is doesn't fake. exist. Um, oh. I know, like, I was oh, completely so dead inside crazy. for days afterward. Um, I work a freelance job where I have very strict deadlines that come at short notice. And so I did have some work to do the next day. And I don't think I've ever been more of a zombie in my life. Like, I didn't get complaints. So I guess what I wrote was fine. <laughs> But I have no recollection of doing yeah. that day, um, the day after SawCon. I will still occasionally check the staff and the mod chats in the Discord in a complete panic because I think I haven't looked at it in six hours. I, I have to have missed something. And yeah. Or or I need to schedule a meeting for everyone. Um it it's been yeah, an adjustment God, after yeah. so many months yeah. of us working daily just all the time having this on our mind it's been weird to uh to not have to worry about it so much and to shift our focus to whenever you know what whatever comes next yeah i know even me and some of the other mods who were brought on like last minute like we still had panics about yeah where where am i scheduled to be now (laughs) because it, it was a very intense day i think the con i don't Again, time is fake. Um, I think the con ran for 14 yeah. hours, but it, it's hard for me to tell when it started and ended. Um, but even the mods who worked on it during the yeah. day, I mean, that's still... That was over half a day of very intensive moderating. 
everyone who was with us, I can't imagine is still kind of confused by, oh, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, because uh, I, I was at the computer, like I woke up at like 6, 630 and I ate breakfast, got everything spread out around me. And I was at the computer from like seven until um, when I got off call at like yeah. one or two or something. We we all scheduled. So when Nell and so. I were making a moderator schedule, we did our best to make sure that everybody had at least two hours throughout the day where they didn't have to do two one hour breaks. And we would love to have had more breaks. Yeah. But again, we were stretched so thin um with moderation and so when we did have breaks oh gosh I I know actually during my break I had to go do other my job (laughs) and so and and I know that that was probably the same for other moderators as well because some of our moderators were also working um their own artist alley channel and so we had a lot of people who were just juggling multiple responsibilities and I don't know I'm proud of all of us it was rough. Again, like we have to have more mods next year. And that's something that we'll definitely work on. For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Cause like part of my breaks I was on, I was on my, my panel that I mentioned, but I was also on Anna's um, Broadway stuck uh, panel. So, so yeah. And that ended up running longer than I thought it would. So <laughs> So that that was a lot of my break too, um, but it was a lot of fun. Like it, it was so much. But it was that's, so that's much every con. Fun. I mean, I know that all about every. I yeah. I personally cosplay, and so I have that week or two weeks of con crunch, where I barely get any sleep because all of my free time is spent trying to finish my cosplay, and then I go to the con, and then my feet hurt, <laughs> and then you know I'm not home. Yeah. I don't eat as well as I probably should. Like it truly in one day, this did mirror a full weekend of a physical con experience. (laughs) Nice. It was, it was so intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we talked a lot about uh, future plans and fixes for next time. Was there? Anything yeah, we, else you we've guys talked about up? so many things while we've just been discussing because I think they're all in our minds constantly. You know, like the staff just really. We yeah. wanted to make this the best that we could, and I think that we truly did, given the resources we had. Um, but all of us care deeply about this project, and so constantly we've been thinking about like, what do we do next There's time, a- and can't get it out of our head yeah there's like like we need to change how we structured the convention uh discord is a great platform but it's the number of channels we had was simply like there were too many we had too many channels um just in general and it made it hard for people to navigate um and we don't have a good solution, but that's something we want to we want to work towards. Um, it's definitely a matter of um, you know, like I I agree agree with that. Um, just in terms of we had enough channels to distribute our attendees, um, and at the same time, 
like less channels would be nice. It's um, just yeah. the organization. Uh, I think I it's think more the issue, not the right. I think content. it's more organization rather than channels. Um, the the matter of modifying, moderating, like mo- modifying what we currently. Have, it's always you have to balance. It's just like breaking things up. Like we need to know, um, like like the artist alley um, was huge to scroll through. Every time you wanted to get to the the the, the panel rooms uh, from the top, there were there's a lot of little things that we need to think about. Um, digital, like like a lot of like physical cons have to think about con traffic, um, and we have to think about con layout, like just like a physical con, except. Right. And I know we made a lot of changes during our planning. Like our, our Discord set up entirely differently than the way that we decided on for the convention. Um, yeah, everything was so fluid in our planning. And even during the convention, we were adding, removing, modifying, depending on feedback. Um, and so we really will value attendee feedback and i think that's something we want to do as well is i I know we've opened up feedback forms for artists and mods but i personally um would love to have a feedback form for attendees as well and just figure out how can we make this convention easier to navigate um more fun to attend and in terms of organization or anything else um we have a lot of fixes, but we didn't attend it. We ran it. And so having that other perspective will be really valuable as well. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, that, that's kind of the whole thing of Saka. There's a lot there to talk. I'm sure we could talk about like a billion more things. Is there anything else real quick that you want to make sure? Just to in terms of future plans, I will say that there's definitely plans for more. Um, I don't know exactly who of us will be involved in terms of staff and moderators, um, but a lot of us are very interested in seeing how this moves forward. Um, we were really happy with how successful it was, and we're all very invested in Homestuck and the fandom, and we'd love to see something else who some something else that brings together fans like this did. Uh, so we don't have official announcements for Shawcon 2 or anything like that. Um, but we do have a lot of ideas. And so uh, we encourage all of you to keep an eye out. For sure, yeah. Um, and there'll be links to all the Shawcon stuff and everything below. Uh, well, here, do Sorry, you it sounds like you, you broke want- up a little bit. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, so is there anything you guys want to uh, promo for? Oh, like, cool, promotion. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm most active on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is at raptor underscore redeem. Um, I am more of a Homestuck Twitter now than I was the last time I was on this podcast. Um, since I was last year, I did finish Homestuck and I have started writing some homestuck fan fiction so i've just given myself entirely to that wish me luck so yeah if you'd like to come see um things that i write or create or tweet about um please come follow me there i also have a patreon 
um, which I'm sure Jax will link below, probably easier than me <laughs> listing everything. Sure. Um, I have a Patreon and a um, I'm primarily a writer. I am a professional writer. I work mostly in content writing, um, but I also do a ton of fan fiction and um, particularly um, LGBTQ fiction is my passion. So fan fiction, original fiction, you'll see it for me. Um, Sawcon was my biggest Homestuck project. It's over now for the moment. Um, I am currently working on Homestuck <laughs> that I'll be contributing to, um, which we can put the link below. And other than following me on Twitter or um, checking out my Patreon or Kofi, I don't know if there's too much else to talk about. I write a lot and I, I like fandoms yeah. <laughs> and I talk about a lot of, uh, a lot of ships. So enjoy those. <laughs> Sure, for sure. And Nell, do you have anything? I'm at Nellcromancer on Twitter, and I also, I, I occasionally write fanfic, but mostly I just um, use big words on Twitter.com to <laughs> say meaningful things about a webcomic uh, from So you're Kanaya. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, a little bit, sometimes, unintentionally. Um, yeah, follow me. I do things. No, I don't. I, I, I tweet a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's good enough. That's that's definitely, I mean, we need those tweets out there to get us all thinking. Um, yeah, you guys might notice that I've changed up my website a little bit. Uh, that's jacksdoeshomestuck.com. I've uh, started using a separate Twitter instead of my main Twitter. I now have uh, HS, uh for my Twitter handle. So I'm going to be changing those links below and everything so you guys can check that out. That way, if you don't want to see all my ramblings, which I don't know why you wouldn't, <laughs> you can just follow that one for all the Homestuck updates uh, or the podcast updates. And um, yeah, as always, I have my links to my Patreon and everything down below. Patrons do get access to other projects I'm working on that are not public with yet, as well as other bonus content I have. So um, thank you guys for listening and thank you. Nell thank and you Reese so much, Jax. No, I had a great time. Yeah, I'm so glad that so I got to be this. on here again. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely fun having you guys on, but uh, yeah. And I will see you guys next week with uh, probably should be intermission. <laughs>